0: Welcome to Harvard Group Chat, a podcast where we turn those iMessage rants into actual conversation. I'm your host, Karno Sarkar. Joining me, as always, is Neil Bhattacharya and Mojna Gangopadhyay. How's it going, guys?
1: Happy holidays.
0: Yeah,
2: Mer- Merry Christmas, Karno. Uh, a lot of iMessage rants uh,
0: have been uh, very real over the last few days. Yeah, and, uh, you know, as always, oil and water, me and Neil going at each other uh, with... Uh, some grain of truth and a lot of trolling. I got some good uh, Lebron gear for Christmas.
2: Actually, I don't know what I'm gonna rock this. Just given that I'm am a 26 year old now wearing like
1: first LeBron, round first <laughs> round playoffs. After that, you won't be able to wear it. Ah, uh, it's true. <laughs> Will they That's make it? True. I just Twitter fingers. Actually, you know what? Wear for the plan. There you go. There you go. Have
2: you guys? Have you guys been hearing the 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 thesis going out there that LeBron's going to go back to Cleveland to end his career? Like it's it's oh, either this year or next year that he's going to he go can't back. Do that. Cleveland's
0: so good now. There's no way he's going to ruin that team if he goes. Because dude, Evan Mobley, so Evan
2: Mobley making making moves over there. Like, dude, Cleveland is number four right now. In Wait, the
1: East. Uh, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if he ended his career in Cleveland. I mean, that would be like fitting. But, but what he if he go goes? There. What if he goes next year? No, he At can't all. go there. No. I this like is year four, ahead. right?
2: This is year four in, in
1: L.A. Yeah, but I that would be pretty soon. I feel like he's got a few more years left in the tank at this level. I don't know if uh, – we'll see. A few more years in the tank at that level? Really? At 40 it's
0: a game – yeah, three. Yeah, he's
1: got three years at that level, man. Yeah.
0: All right. Let's yeah. see it. Game sixty, game seventy, when his like legs two, start getting out. Two years out. ago,
1: people were saying he has a few years left. This year, he's doing the same shit. Like think. What, yeah. what
0: was his quote last year? I will never be at one hundred percent again. Whatever he just says Dude, that. So whatever. That, so whatever. And then under- he doesn't doesn't do anything in the playoffs because he's over deliver. <laughs> yeah. This guy, yeah, the master of propaganda, LeBron James. Although I, I'll give him plaudits, he had a fantastic game during Christmas. But you know. I still think that guy talks way too much and like, doesn't deliver.
2: He doesn't talk enough. He, yeah, has, he, he has doesn't, he doesn't talk enough. Dude, Let's, he has, one day we'll
0: dedicate an episode just to his, tweet, his tweets. Fine,
1: tweet, we tweet. can
2: do that, but he's still defending Russell. Dude, he's a team player. He, there's so much that he could cry about right now, and he's not. He's just taking it up the butt right now from, yeah. from Russell Westbrook, just putting up shots right against the rim, going four for 20.
0: Russell Westbrook puts heart and soul into every single thing he does. Yes, that he may man. not be that good, but that guy motivates a team. Like every single year before, yeah, he can out. go
2: motivate a team and like Orlando.
0: Like, yeah, that, like he did that last year with Washington. All right, Bradley Beal, great player, not gonna lead that team to like you know the playoffs.
1: Okay, but they, but, the, but they don't need a, a leader. They need someone that can score efficiently. And Russell, well, then not-
0: they should have traded for Buddy Hield, not for Russell. I agree. That's not his fault. I know that's I not agree. Russell's fault. That's not Russell's fault at all. You know, Bro- Brody's still going to do what Brody's going to do. Yeah, and what, shoot twenty five
1: percent from the field and and get and triple re- double and put work okay. hard. Let me triple put that out there. Triple
2: double. Yeah, is- I know.
0: I know. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I know. I'm not going to disagree. <laughs> wow, consensus.
2: Fastest <laughs> but, consensus we've gotten to.
0: But I'll say Russell Westbrook is has the biggest motor and biggest heart and biggest passion. I mean, you guys uh, are both credit. Michigan fans. He does-
1: Bo Shenbeckler used to always say the team, the team, the team, and Russell's about that. He does right hundred percent effort, but it's useless when he's going four for twenty in an important game. Like that's just well, it's then unacceptable. Tell LeBron to put in more effort. All right. Oh, take that on. from take that from
2: Russ. Hold on, hold on. There, he Russell was three for 10 going into the last few minutes of the third quarter. He ended the <laughs> night four for twenty. I'm
0: not I'm not four putting a up that. i I'm putting well, just passion. One for 10. I'm not saying that Russell is a statistical genius or any of that. I'm just saying that Russell puts <laughs> effort in that puts in more effort than everyone else on the team.
1: Sure. I'm going to, I'm going to, it's not, it's not, it, it's not being like seen. He's shooting 25% from the field and getting blocked by the rim. Hey. Well, tell all the people to shoot. Tell LeBron to like, drive with the ball. Hold I agree. The ball, he's, not, he does. he's not the only problem, but he's one of the bigger problems. At least he's trying. Where's Anthony Davis right now? Oh,
0: my, I neighbors. agree. I
1: think he's more useless than Russell.
0: Anyway, we'll get into that though. We'll get into more of that. Uh, but yeah, how was everyone's, uh, holidays other than, you know, you know, having an aneurysm over the Lakers, uh,
1: a lot of football, a lot of good football, actually, but yeah. Do you guys make any bets? sports betting? No, no. I heard, uh, did you, did you lose your 18 parlay?
0: Yes, I did. And you know why? Well, what's that one team that did it? The, the Texans? 95% of the, of, of, all bets that were on, uh, like in NFL, we're on that game. I I don't think anyone. Well, you never saw choose that.
2: the public, right? You you always go with what Vegas. Yeah, is. you always got to
0: fade the public, by the way, for sure. But I mean, who would have thought Houston? I'm not going by any odds, like by what Vegas says and whatever that. I just put straight money line on, um, on the Chargers. Who would have no, thought not,
1: Houston with Davis Mills would have done that? Ninety five percent of the public on the Chargers is huge, huge win out for Vegas. So that's, <laughs> it's so dumb. It was so dumb. Yeah, I know. I started Nico Collins. It's not like I'm in the fantasy playoffs anyway, though. So, isn't that ex-Michigan player? Yeah, yeah. Because Brandon Cooks got injured, so I just started him.
2: Unreal. I crushed a bunch of movies this weekend. Uh, highly recommend. Don't look up. Um, oh, that's yeah, a little that's a little shout out for for Carno and Michigan State. I you, represent and Leo. Just, just finding world-ending comets, you know, a- across the universe.
0: Yeah. yeah, I gotta check that out. Did you watch any
2: Spider-Man? also fantastic second best uh film second best superhero film franchise in in my opinion
0: wait so what's first obviously the dark knight christopher nolan i agree and
2: and then and then you just lump in all the sony marvel excluding andrew garfield if you add in toby plus tom holland uh let's just say that's like one franchise that's number two in my opinion and then you got then you get
0: like avengers endgame all that as number three I'm happy you said it because actually like when I ranked them, yeah, it's always dark Knight Number one. And then the uh, Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man was always two for me. So send add Tom Holland. Perfect.
2: Tom Holland's a great Spider-Man,
0: I yeah, would say.
1: Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. He is. Neil, what'd you watch? I know you were talking about something that was really good before this. I was trying to trying to knock out some of the like potential Oscar noms because I never watched them every year. Uh, but this year they're a little more accessible because two of them are on Netflix. Um, Power of the dog. Not good. Uh <laughs> The plot was good. They dragged it out way too long. And then Tick, Tick, the uh, Andrew Garfield movie based on the Rent musicals writer was really, really good. Did not know Andrew Garfield could sing. He's fantastic. Did anyone watch? I mean, I know it's Christmas season. So before we actually get into the pod, like, did anyone watch any
0: Christmas movies? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, what's,
2: what's your favorite Christmas movie, though, Corno?
0: Jingle oh. All the Way, Arnold Schwarzenegger, man.
2: Okay, that's a throwback. Yeah. yeah
0: neil How about, probably the home loan yeah yeah oh. home loan yep filthy animal
2: crazy enough yep. you know i've never mm. seen any of the diehards this is like terrible terrible for my rap but actually never live
1: I... yeah, yeah i know i it's know it's not a
0: christmas movie i know people <laughs> are gonna disagree with me i don't think diehard's a christmas movie but <laughs> wow wow yeah and... All right, let's let, let's redeem yourself now. by like, going into the basketball games, <coughs> tell us what happened on Christmas Day.
2: All right, let's start with New York first game. This was easily the the sloppiest you know sequences that that I've seen, and and we didn't get Trey, which was kind of a bummer. But Atlanta's defense is just really bad. Like if you if you think about the whole reason for them getting Clint Capella, he just like hasn't been there. Defensively and hasn't been able to anchor that that team. Like a lot of the stuff that he was doing in Houston just hasn't come through. And it's very evident that the Knicks, the Knicks right now are, are, are just lighting them up. And Obi Toppin is doing behind, you know, between the leg dunks in-game. It's a mess right now in Atlanta. And they they actually have so many valuable trade pieces that like now's the time to really start firing up a few trades because they have a lot of value in, in terms of the depth that they have on that team.
1: The the yeah, the Nick the, or the hawks are are utterly useless without Trey Young. Yeah, like he is the most important part of that team by a long shot. You'd be fair to the line of Hawks,
0: though, like they had so they had six players out for COVID. Three of them were starters. So I know Trey was out, but also like Danil Galinari was out, yeah, Herder was out, uh, Lou Will was out, which really doesn't matter anymore, but still it, it's an offensive feast. Um, yeah, three other players are out. Um, so it, it I mean that team was decimated. Like their starters were all decimated compared to New York, who had all their starters minus like the oh. players that are out for like actual yeah. injury.
1: So uh, they Barrett, I think. But yeah,
2: yeah, but I don't think Barrett played. But you, you got Randall, and you have Kemba, who played a great game. Uh,
1: Kemba's kind of having a little resurgence here. I think getting benched probably put a fire under him. So <laughs> good for him. 10 points, 10 rebounds, 12 assists. 10 rebounds for Kemba Walker, who has yeah, no that's, that's 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 insane. I I and only know. one turnover the whole game. Yeah. How many assists?
2: Twelve. Wow. wow. I think I think that was just like the 10th triple double ever on Christmas or something. And now and now Kemba holds that. <laughs>
1: holds that. He's the, first, he's the first Nick to do it, I think. To be yeah. fair, we in had like three in a while that
0: game. Yeah. That game that, that day. So we had three triple doubles yeah. on Christmas. So just a stats league, man.
1: Yeah, I think this could be pretty, uh, pretty, pretty changing for the Knicks. I feel like most Christmas games, most Christmas wins are. Uh, you really think so? Yeah. Hmm. So like
2: I look at I look at the uh, the standings right now, and the Knicks are just so far back, man. They're like number twelve, but it's a really tight race if you think about number six through twelve. Uh, you know, it's just, it's just a game and a half of separation, really two games of separation. So it's still a tight race. They just got to really string together, um, you know, be more consistent on the defensive end, which I I think that's the real reason is like Thibodeau uh, just, you know, he's a defensive minded coach and they just haven't defended that well this year.
1: I do hope they make the playoffs. NBA is more entertaining with the Knicks in the playoffs for sure. I think so. Downfall. I root for the Knicks downfall. I yeah, actually like. The, I like the I think, Knicks. But that's entertainment, though, right? Like to see them lose, if you want, if you feel like that. In the in well, playoff.
0: I want them out, so Stephen A. just start ranting because he was all <laughs> after that first game. He was all like, "Oh, the Knicks are back. Knicks are great. Let's not get overhyped, but Knicks are great." I now, need to mute him on Twitter and Instagram. He's so annoying. Uh, but um, going back to your point about Trey Young, so like, I got a question for you guys. But let me let me point out these statistics real quick before I ask you this. So. The offense of the Atlanta uh, Hawks—they average 110 points per game. They're one of the best offenses in the league. They had 87 on Christmas. Their field goal percentage was 46% on average. They're at 38% on Christmas. Uh, and then their three points are—I mean, pretty close, but it's like 34% for over 38% over the, the average. It makes me ask you: Is Trey Young the best point guard in the East? Because that—that that was like without Trey Young, like those drops were without Trey Young. Does that make? make you consider Trey Young the best point guard in the East?
1: In the East. Hmm. Um, this is excluding
0: Kyrie, I'm assuming. That people at play. Yes, Kyrie is not included in this. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. even then, like Kyrie, like he's not playing, so we don't know what he's done the last two years or year and a half.
1: Yes, he is the best. Yeah, I can't think of anyone that's better in the East. I'll name out some other point guards for you guys, just
0: to yeah, yeah. You know. So uh, we got Lonzo Ball and Zach Levine, whoever how you want us to look at that. We have um, Kyle Lowry. No, we have uh, Goran Dragic. Uh, we have uh, Lamelo Ball. Um, we have uh, Patty Mills, who I'm not gonna really say. Uh, Drew, Dude, he's having
2: a great year. Patty Mills is having a fantastic right. year. Yeah, we'll
0: get to that. We'll get to that, but, but he's not. Yeah. We're not gonna put in the category there. Yeah, Fair. Uh, we got Drew Holiday. Um, we got Darius mm-hmm. Garland. Oh, yeah. uh, Seth Curry. So yeah, those are some other names in the in the East, but it's crazy. Yeah, Trey nice. by a long crazy. shot. Yeah, it's I think it, I think
2: it is Trey. Yeah. Although right. although I will say Drew Drew Holiday and Darius Garland um, should both be in consideration as well. And I think you, you kind of maybe this is too early, but I, I think Lonzo deserves to be up there as well
0: there's Sorry, some no, disagreements there low, I'm not okay 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 Sorry, okay i'm in more in agreement there yes okay yeah,
1: okay. yeah. wow the All east right. is really lacking in like superstar point guards
0: Wow. Well, yeah. if you think about it like the east they don't need i mean besides Kyrie, but like even the league in general like the point guard position is kind of going to be filled by this point forward yeah like Giannis kind of carries the offense DeMar rosen plays the point guard role in Chicago, Joel Embiid kind of runs the offense. Nikola Jokic runs the office and in, in, in the West side. But like Bradley Beal is not a point guard, but he's running the offense. Um, That's true. You don't really need a point. I, I guess we can throw Spencer Dinwiddie in the mix. But if I didn't even think about him, like yeah. I don't think we need to consider that. Um, but I might take this back. Is is, is Lamelo the second best point guard
2: though? He's twenty eight and eight. I wasn't on the train originally, but maybe I am now.
1: I would put him just slightly above drew. So yeah,
0: I think I put same. him at four actually. So I'd put like Trey, I'd actually put uh, my second point guard as Darius Garland. And then I put drew and then I'd put a uh, Lamello.
2: Yeah. I think, I think the takeaway that said that like the East is pretty weak in terms of the yeah. point guards, but yeah. uh, kind of crazy. Yeah. I think Trey young is the best one and you know, it's pretty evident on Christmas day.
0: Yeah. Another question I'll ask you is like talking about point guards. Is, so Kevin Walker is, I mean, he was, at one point, one of the better point guards in the league. Uh, Madison Square Garden is kind of his, uh, his theater. But is this the last great Kemba performance we're going to see? Is there any more left in the tank from the Kemba uh, magic tree?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. He's got the rest of the season. I, I, think, I think Thibodeau probably trusts him a little bit more now, especially with RJ out, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so he'll probably get more playing time and probably prove himself. I, I, don't, I don't think he'll screw up as much as he did like, in a few weeks ago. Why not? What do you think?
2: Um, You know, I think, I think Kemba had a few good seasons and he, he can be dynamic, but like he got a triple double, but he only averaged, he only put up what, like 12 points or something like that.
1: 10 points. Yeah. I mean,
2: it's good play, but I, I don't think that, I don't think that there is a lot of upside left in his career.
1: I mean, last week he what 44. 44 points. Yeah. Kemba what? did not put
0: 44 points in the game. No was, way. Did you guys miss this? No, I, Kemba did not do that. Look at. Okay. Well, if I'm right. I got to look this up now. I don't. There's yeah. No oh way. my God. He
2: had 44 points. He was seven for 14.
0: Yeah. From three. Points. Two. The Wizards. How did I miss this?
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I mean, that's what's giving me the my take more than his Christmas Day game, the 44.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: Hard, hard, hard to tell. I mean, it, it's hard
2: to see, like, which version of him you're going to get, uh, especially because, like, the season is almost at the mid- middle point, but there's still a long ways to go. Um, and you still and you still have Derek, Derek Rosen quickly, right, because th- those are the two guards that probably get the most playing time.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, But, yeah, I mean, you, you're not wrong in that they could make a push.
0: I'm just so concerned on uh, his legs, but we'll yeah. see. More to come on, uh, on Kemba. All right,
2: so I think taking taking it to the next game, uh, we got we had the Celtics and the Bucks, which was very lopsided to begin with. Celtics came out firing. I think everyone was hitting their threes. Marcus Smart was like shooting fifty percent from three point range, and then the tide turned. So, so what happened there, guys?
1: In typical Celtics fashion, they choked. Big the time. thing with the Celtics is,
0: uh, yeah, I mean, they they have a lot of uh, a lot of like. You know, power in the beginning, but they fizzle out. One thing I i, want, I do want to note, though—like the Celtics, they had 12 players out, yeah, um, yeah. including, I mean, Freedom and his cantor Freedom was out, Al Horford was out, uh, Grant Williams was out. Um, so they—they they had. I mean, COVID hit them hard compared to Milwaukee, who had some injuries. Yes, Milwaukee still has some injuries, but only Bobby Portis, I think, was out. Yeah, for COVID. Milwaukee was
1: basically healthy for the most part.
0: Granted, yeah. I mean, this is Giannis's first game back, so he like he needed at least a half to get settled in. And I think that was it. Giannis needed a half to become king, and then uh, he did what Giannis does and dominated.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, yeah I, I mean, the t- Brown was going off, and then he chipped his two. Tatum played well. Those two always play well. And then Marcus Smart played well. Actually, yeah, they they just choked. I mean, they had good offense.
0: I'm going to come back to that Brown Tatum thing. Cause I have a question to ask you guys, but uh, I just want to point out one thing. So, all right. It was 62 to 47 at halftime at Boston was leading. Then Giannis comes in and scores 17 in the third quarter. The bucks score 43 in the third quarter. And it was, that was it. It was over from there. Yeah. Um, Giannis had 36, 12 and five. So 36 points, 12 rebounds, five assists. And um, yeah, it was it, like, I'm telling you, man, like you guys love LeBron and he is like your King. Giannis is mine. This guy's way too good and cannot. There's nothing in the league that can stop him besides his own injuries. There's well, nothing well, that can stop him.
2: Yeah, well, well it's that his supporting cast is just coming through. Like, you, uh, like Wesley Matthews, complete, utter useless on, on the Lakers <laughs> last year. Comes in, hits two, like, really important three-pointers in the game. Uh, DiVincenzo hit one. Conanton hit one. Uh, Middleton's and always on
1: the, reliable. Yeah. Like
2: Middleton, He's not in the not game, not even, though.
0: Middleton. Uh, Isn't Middleton, he injured? He, he Shot played. four
2: for nine. He shot four for nine from three. Seven seconds didn't, didn't he leave for injury or something? Didn't he have a knee problem? I don't know. He oh, he, yeah. he played 36 minutes. Oh. Um yeah, more, more minutes than Giannis actually during that game. But uh what's besides the point is that if you look at the Bucks roster, everyone can hit a three. Even Demarcus Cousins that they brought back, yeah. he can hit a three. Um, you think like Grayson Allen, Drew Holiday, like all these guys, it's just a weaponized team from from downtown. And that really, makes it what's yeah. really hard to beat them
1: really
0: deep really well-rounded team i think one, one thing like we had in our group chat earlier is that like the bucks like they they just have a solid set of role players like they just fit everything fits around there whereas like the lakers in contrast like the lakers have a bunch of superstars just trying to like play their game and it's not like you don't know if it fits it's just like all right we got a bunch of superstars let's see if they can work i don't like Budenholzer as a coach right now but i gotta give him this plot it's the guy got this team playing in a role where like, all right, we know our focal point. We know that Giannis is our guy. And then everyone else kind of fits in. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, going back to that point on uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, both had really good games, I think, right? Didn't they both have like, they did. like 20-something points? No, but
2: in the second half, they didn't. Like, both of them shot under 50%. You can't have that.
0: Yeah. Like, one you of can't. the guys has
2: got to step up.
0: That's my point. Yeah, there is a question right there. Who's who's Who should stay on the team and who should leave? I, I don't think this...
1: You don't think they, they can, can coexist? I don't think they can coexist. So I personally I think Brown is better than Tatum as a well, as a as an all around basketball player. Uh, but it's very hard to like swallow for the Celtics to like put Tatum on the trading block. I don't think you can really do that. I would, but I don't think you can because yeah, he but, has so much value right now.
2: But the thing is, like Jalen Brown is maybe a better all around player, but he 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 could disappear in scoring one day and, and you just wouldn't even know tatum you can rely he's good for 20 20 plus points because his shot is so elite mm-hmm.
1: brown brown plays elite defense Maybe let me ask you, ask you this. this it's
2: it's it's mm-hmm. where yeah Go so ahead, you have tatum
0: bottom. who's an alpha dog right he Al, tatum's probably a tier one uh trade chip. yeah what about bringing in damian lillard for jason Tatum, damian lillard carries the offense and then you have
1: uh, brown playing the defense and holding them that, that work great that
2: could be a, that could be a really
1: valuable proposition i would have I would hate that Boston Celtics fan would get Damian Lillard, but, yeah, I think that would work well. Yeah, because you,
2: you move Marcus Smart to the shoot, to, to
1: the two yeah. position. You,
2: you make Dillian, Damian Lillard the, the number one,
1: mm-hmm. and then you
2: have this guy, Pritchard, coming off the bench who's actually kind of good. Yeah, yeah.
0: Pritchard.
1: He's good, <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, and then you go from
1: there. The Celtics yeah, would yep. never create Tatum, though.
0: Yeah, that's the problem. I honestly think, like, I agree with you, Neil. Like, I think they should trade Tatum because he can give you more assets. Whereas Brown, yeah, we realize his greatness because we're looking at the stats, we're looking at how he, how his impact is on defense. But to the the viral NBA fan, it's something we talked about. You know, was it last week or two weeks ago? When we talked about the NBA fans and how they want these viral moments. Um, like, they would rather have Tatum because Tatum will give you those viral moments, and Brown is just kind of in the in the trenches. And playing the playing good D, playing good offense, but very low key about it.
2: Yeah, I say, I say we move to uh to the next game, unless you guys have anything else there. But sons and uh, sons and warriors, the the battle of the heavyweights,
1: dude.
0: We've been talking about cool. this game, over. we we talk about this this matchup
1: every, every single time, it's always happening every week. Warriors because- are filthy, filthy. <laughs> they had, they had, oh they had, they had some COVID protocol players out. It doesn't even matter.
0: Well, they only had three is, I mean, three impactful ones, but it was uh, Jordan Poole, Damian Lee and Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. Jordan Poole was
2: their cool. second leading scorer. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think we keep this one a little short cause I don't know what the takeaway is, but it's, it's two 80%, you know, winning teams, um, 800 plus, um, both defend well, both can get offense from a variety of sources. Um, I think it's really impressive that Otto Porter was the one that that just hit shot after shot after yeah. shot in the last four minutes of the game. Mm-hmm. But I think this is just a testament to how scary it is when Clay comes back.
1: The Warriors always have someone step up, no matter, it doesn't even, like, just they always have someone step up. It's uncanny. You know who else stepped up that was, I mean, he was kind of quiet about it, but uh, he had 21 minutes, but uh,
0: J- uh, Kaminga. Kaminga, yeah. who yeah. was a draft slider. Everyone yeah. thought this guy was a, a bust. 12 points yeah. plus 5, 21 minutes. I mean, didn't do much else, but, you know, he, he, he filled in the role of Jordan Poole, essentially.
2: Yeah, yeah I mean, Dr- Draymond Green even had a good game offensively. He, he hit two threes, hit yeah. some layups, had some hustle plays. Like, they, they, well, they can just find contribution from very deep. Let's go
0: to Draymond for a second because I have like, I got a question to ask you guys. Like, is Steph Curry? I mean, Steph Curry is obviously the viral star of that team, but I think Draymond is more impactful for what they're doing right now than Steph Curry. Stop. Let me me tell you why. Stop. Let me tell you why. Stop. No, Steph Curry is going to get you the points, but Steph Curry actually, like, his field goal percentage was bad. It wasn't great. It was. It, was it doesn't bad. matter though, dude. His
2: his threes come at the most consequential times, and
0: they always go in. Yeah, it's just it, a it, momentum shifter. You have to get to the consequential time, right? Like, yes, you can, you, you have that, but like, how do you get there? Like, what is keeping you in the game? Who is the one leading that defense, anchoring that defense, Draymond? Who is the one getting twelve? What? How many assists did he get? Twelve? Twelve assists? Can he? Like the guy's facilitating. Yeah, he,
2: was, he, he had eight five, points, five, ten assists, and
0: eight rebounds. Yeah, and then you also have a, a team that's. Dramas uh, drastically undersized. They have he's going against DeAndre Ayton, uh, Jay Crowder. And
1: yeah, Alvarez. which
2: I don't get. I don't get how that's possible. How, they out- how are they them. playing small ball and beating the Suns?
0: The Suns Draymond's are just... an
1: elite defender. He's probably like the, the best. There we go. Of the best league, there sure. we go. But, so yes, Steph but... Curry
0: gets you the points. But look what Draymond's doing that's not being talked about. Yeah, I I I agree. I I, I do think that it's
2: he he's definitely valuable, and for this game, he really came in uh, and played good defense, but dude, like over the, over the long haul, Steph is the MVP of the league. He's also going to be my defensive player in, in our, in our takes later, later on the podcast, the guy's the, it's the NBA is, is his league. He can do whatever he wants in it.
0: Steph Curry is a defensive player of the year. in your he opinion. Is.
2: Dude, his defensive rating is number one. He gets the most steals. He dude, the guy is having a, like a
0: phenomenal season. Against who, though? Who is he defending in each We'll, we'll get to that. Look, all right. A lot of hot takes there. Anyway, going, to, going back to I, I my hot take is that, you know, I think Draymond, Ste- this team would not be as good without Steph. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely say that. The team would not be where it is without Steph Curry. But I think Draymond is just doing more to keep the, to keep the glue together than Steph. Is. Steph is just kind of being the finisher, the icing on top. Uh, but it's Draymond that's kind of like the base of the cake here. And what happened last year when Draymond was the base? Of the of the cake, like I said, I mean, hey, they made they made it to the play-in. and they all, <laughs> they were they were, three they after were three Steph away after Steph came back. Anyways. Yes, you need your offense, but it's not just it. <laughs> you need some kind of shooter. I mean, Draymond can't do everything, but then, if <laughs> if if Steph was in and Draymond was out, you'd be in the same situation. It's like it, yeah, like any, it would be hard to assess without Draymond having a season-ending injury. But any uh any takeaways from the Sun side? Booker is ice cold. If Booker. She cannot show up in big games. Chris Paul had a great game. Aiden had a bad game. We can get to that, too. But Booker was ice cold. Yeah, see, that's
2: the thing, though. Like, in a seven-game series, that's not going to be the case throughout the entire series. It's either going to be Aiden that's going to be 25 and 10, or, or it's going to be Booker who's, like,
1: 30. I just dropped a 30-piece. I honestly think with Clayback, the Warriors would beat them in five. With, ah. like, candidly.
2: I think so, too.
0: It's scary. I, I don't know. I, I think, like, if you put in the seven-game series, first of all, like they're going to be resting Clay for a lot. He needs some time. Um, and he's not going to be playing the 40 minutes a game. No, but, but when it comes to the playoffs, your stars play 40 minutes. I don't think uh, Clay can
1: handle it. He doesn't um, need to. What, you're saying you're going to blow him out so fast early? No, I think that even with half contribution, Clay can still put up, like, almost 20 points. I don't know. I feel like... The Phoenix Suns, like all these players, like Chris Paul, is going to will that team to something.
0: Plus, Mikael Bridges is a phenomenal defender, and he can guard uh, Clay. So it's just a matter of, it's a matter of two things. One, Booker needs to figure figure it out. Like, stop being ice cold in in prime time. Figure it out. You're a star. Act like it. Two, DeAndre Ayton is huge, and we've been giving DeAndre Ayton a lot of credit on this podcast. But you can't get out-rebounded by Draymond Green.
1: You have he will continuously, he will not in the playoffs though.
0: Remember last year? Last year in the playoffs, he came in and he, he rebounded. He, didn't he out Green rebounded Anthony, playoffs, uh, so. Anthony Davis.
2: Yeah, he had Anthony seven Davis rebounds a, that game. It's not it doesn't cut it.
0: Yeah, you should all three, like DeAndre, Jay Crowder, and Mikhail Bridges should all be getting double digit rebounds. I don't know why they're not. Um, but it's just it was a matter of like they had a bad game this game. Um, but uh, in the playoffs, that can't happen.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, so so battle of the heavyweights there. The the Warriors edged them, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see where that goes. Um, in terms of, I don't even want to talk about this one. Do we need to talk about the Nets and Lakers?
1: Yes, we do. Because no, I, I, I have so much to say on this. Got to give Harden his, his flowers.
0: Yes. First of all, this is the first game, I think, at Cryptocurrency Arena or Crypto.com yeah. oh, Arena. God,
1: what a terrible name.
0: So in my notes for this podcast, I have under crypto, uh, Crypto.com Arena,
1: stupid, 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 stupid. <laughs> I agree. Staples is it's such an iconic name. Why? What, crypto.com? Are you
0: kidding me? God. Ugh. This is one thing I even can't blame LeBron about. Like, I can't blame LeBron for this stupid of L.A. <laughs> this is so dumb. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, one thing I got to like, all right. You guys are obviously... Big Laker fans for reasons beyond my understanding, but you know, you guys are rooting for them this year. They only had five players out for COVID. They had Trevor reza Ken baysmore Austin Reeves, who's their MVP, Avery okay, and Yeah, from yeah, yeah but, but
2: yeah, but Davis didn't play.
0: Like, I mean, let me, let me list off one. the players that didn't play for Brooklyn. uh I mean, we have Kyrie Irving, we have it Kevin Durant, yeah. Kyrie yeah. Irving, Kevin Durant, LaMarcus Aldridge, um, Dayron Sharp. So, like, these are... I mean, they have other players that also are out, and they've been injured. They have so many things going on. And yet, this team with one superstar. One superstar that is not even a superstar anymore. I mean, James yeah, Harden no, is terrible this year.
2: It's frustrating. Lit them up. Yeah, Claxton did it, too.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mills. Claxton's good.
0: Patty Mills is... Patty
2: Mills lit up the Lakers. It's just... It's atrocious, man. It's atrocious.
0: I mean, it's not even... like uh, I hate lebron and i always put my late hate for lebron but lebron had a game lebron had 39 uh 9 and 7 in 40 minutes he he really knows how to play he broke kobe's record for most points on christmas and still lost yeah it's
2: not his fault man this team just sucks it's not built to win yeah it's it's too old (laughs) i mean to be honest if carmelo is your second leading scorer you have you are going to lose there's just no flow to the offense. Like, cause yeah. the, the offense is just LeBron holding the ball up top. And then either it goes to Carmel on the post and he does some stupid shit and maybe it'll go in. Maybe if it won't, otherwise Russell is just driving to the hoop,
1: literally just, you know, throw, throw it away. air
2: balls, throw yeah.
1: turnovers. Well, genuinely curious what happened. I remember on, in, on the thunder, he had a pretty lethal mid range jump shot. It's gone. Like he'll hit the backboard only now. He was what injured happened? for a while. He was injured
0: for a while, remember? Yeah. He, he played through it. And also, like, his game was, like, not supposed to be a jump shooter. He's supposed to go in and drive. So he kind of focused on that. And Russ, doesn't. his motor is so high, he doesn't know yeah. what it's like. when he's, like, jumping like, being an athlete. He kind of lost his finesse a little bit. Yeah. Um, but uh, oh, oh, I got to say, like, all right. So Dwight Howard, I, I didn't watch the game. I was, uh, so, so many other games, I, I couldn't watch this one. But Dwight Howard only played six minutes. The um, Nets don't have a center. They don't have a center because all of them are injured. Why is Dwight Howard only playing eight, uh, six I minutes? I agree.
1: I think some of the rotations that Vogel had on there were, were very confusing. I don't get it.
0: It, yeah. it makes no sense to me. Like Melo had a good game. but Melo, I mean, he uh, had 17, 11, and 4 in 39 minutes. Malik Monk had a good game, 24 and 3 in 35 minutes. But, like, you could have easily had... Like, um, wait, Howard on this list by just throwing, up the, uh, throwing him the ball in the post and just yeah. having him go into work or
1: cleaning up boards too. Like, I don't or know why they didn't, or even
0: there. put LeBron there. Like, yeah, like put LeBron in this, like, he's bigger, stronger than anyone that the Mets the have.
2: There's no one that the Mets can seats, have that
0: can guard him. The
2: seat's getting hot for
1: old Frank. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know if it's that's hard. I, his team is not, it just like doesn't mesh well. I don't know if there's anything he can really do. Yeah, uh, Frank's not the GM. Like he's not Rob Duncan yeah. that created this team. He has
0: to go with what he worked with. And yeah. um, there's no, there's no chemistry in this team.
2: I mean, between yeah. COVID and the injuries, uh, it, it, they they just haven't played enough minutes together, right? That's kind of the the issue. I think yeah. if I think if
1: Anthony Davis played on Christmas Day, they still would have lost. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I think he's
0: useless. Just, just makes you just think like well, Steve Nash is the better coach than Frank Vogel and right. LeBron needs Eric Scholster back.
2: Okay, I, I've had enough of the Lakers. Um, final. Wait, wait. I Chris got one Spence. more question for you. I got one more
0: qu- question for you. All guys. right. So uh, James Harden triple double, d- did his thing. Um, then you had uh, Patty Mills, thirty four, two and seven, fantastic. Um, but Katie didn't play. Kate, Kevin Durant didn't play at all. Does it, and the uh, the Brooklyn Nets kind of went in without Kevin Durant. Does this kind of hurt his MVP chances? No. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you think it hurts his MVP chances? I don't think it helps. It, dude, I, the guy is I a scoring agree. machine. I, 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 like, I don't think it matters. Like, I, what, what you'll see is like when he comes back. Like, maybe Harden's going to be differential again. He doesn't have these kind of games, but I, I don't know. I, I think Kevin Durant's stats
0: speak for themselves, and his amount of clutchness speaks for itself. Yeah, but they, I mean, with Kevin Durant, did you ever see Patty Mills kind of go in like this? Like the role players come in like this. <laughs> I mean he's good. He's great. I'm not I'm not hurting Kevin. I'm not saying Kevin Rant does not deserve his MVP plaudits, but this team can function without him pretty well. So I don't know. Question to think about.
2: Yeah, I mean they are they are the best team on the
0: road now.
2: I think they're 12 and 3 on the road.
0: Steve Nash vibes right there. He can do it all. Got some coaching for you, game.
2: Yeah, no, that's a that's a that's a um, pretty interesting take though. Um, I am like I guess that helps. Uh, that helps Stephen curry's
0: well case. we'll get to the awards when and who we thinks an MVP should be yeah i think the general consensus around everyone is Stephen curry but we'll get to there uh, all right
2: maybe. um okay well i think uh the last game was was the mavs and jazz to be honest i didn't watch this one but definitely ready. definitely saw the the jazz had uh
0: had some offensive firepower for sure they did, but I mean, did you see the maps? Mavs didn't have Luca. Mavs had no Luca. They scored 116. On the, they were four points away, or five points away from beating the best offensive team in the, of the league.
2: Yeah, okay. I mean, it was Brunson, Brunson, and Porzingis.
1: Yep, Brunson, yeah. most high value player in the NBA. Uh, yeah, according to Neil's model. Yeah. There you but,
0: go. Um, it was ridiculous. Like I honestly, and this is a hot take. I honestly think that. The Mavs, and this is a small sample size, but the Mavs are better without Luca. They have a, a cohesive offense. Uh, you know, they have Christophs playing well. They have Brunson playing well. They're not just standing around waiting for Luca to pass them the ball. And they were so close from beating one of the best teams in the league.
2: You you think you think
0: a uh, uh, Luca less Mavs is better than a
2: Porzingis less Mavs? Ooh. Well, with Luca,
0: I think a Luca yeah. less Mavs is better than a Luca filled Mavs because. But, uh, well, it, it, I don't know about... It could probably insert any post guy in there. Like, I, I don't think it has be Porzingis. It could be, like, I don't know, anyone else. Like, you can throw in... Uh, who's a good, like, um, post player that's, like... Miles Turner. You can throw in Miles Turner. Or you can throw in, like, anyone else. I think, like, without Luca, this team actually knows how to play team ball and gets everyone involved. It's not just a 40% utilization on one player and everyone else is kind of standing around. They don't know what to do. Like, I think without Luca. They kind of figure out all right this is how we play team ball this is how we get involved and now we're more enthused to play the game and that's why i think the luka less mavs is probably better for the mavs
1: interesting i don't know if they're better but i will say Dobbs plays better without him i don't know why statistically, yeah i mean they are.
2: statistically they, they they play better without him. yeah i mean well i'll say this though that the mavs are also one and five in the, in their last in their last five game split without Luca if not if not maybe it's he only even been He only longer. missed
0: I think one or two. He he hasn't missed all five of them. I thought he just came out on COVID like the day before Christmas. I mean, a couple days before Christmas. I thought I thought he's been
2: he's he's been off on injury too. He's December
0: uh, 22nd was his uh outdate. I mean, who are they playing though? I mean yeah they're gonna be losing but it's not like because this team's built for Luca, right? They lost mm-hmm. to the Bucks which expected. They lost to the T-Wolves which yeah, toss up. But they also beat the T Wolves. They they went one on one against T Wolves, and yeah. they lost the Lakers by three. And it was it was if it wasn't for Austin Reeves doing whatever Austin yeah. Reeves does, yeah, like yeah. that they probably would have won that game. They lost L- close
2: games. Yeah, I mean, Luca hasn't played a game since December tenth. By the way,
0: okay, yeah. I mean, with Luca, like they remember I, when we were, used to cover every single division. I used to always say that like, the Mavs are an interesting thing because their differential is yeah. negative, yeah. but they're still kind of winning i think uh-huh. it's just a strength of schedule thing i think like without luca like with luca they don't know how to play team ball without him like jason kidd has more freedom to say all right now we can play the defense the offense i want to play because i don't have to keep on feeding luca and have him just do everything." it if you watch luca play like and I'm, I'm sorry i'm going to rant here but like luca just sits in the, like if he doesn't have the ball he just sits in the, in the corner and just waits for it he doesn't do anything in terms of off the ball play or anything productive for the offense and that's why his utilization is so high, because they, he needs to do something with the ball. And it kind of screws other players up. Like, Jalen Brunson's not having these stats without Luca, you know, out. Because Luka's just going to be ball dominant, just holding it. And Kristaps is not going to be able to be – Kristaps is, because Luca can't just play on the perimeter, but he needs to be, like, has his space on the inside and outside. Luca just dominates one side of the court every time he plays.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: so without him, like, it just seems like everyone else is more involved and happy.
1: Perhaps also might come with time. He's young.
0: Yeah. Anything you want to talk about the jazz though? I, mean, I know I'm going to love uh, Mads rant here on how big good they are without Luca, but what do you guys think about the jazz?
1: I never have anything to say about them in the regular season, to be honest. <laughs>
0: Dude,
2: they're all playing good basketball though, right yeah. now. They're go bears. Good. Don or uh, Donovan's playing well. Conley's dropping 20, you know, they're a solid team. Just nothing to say until yeah. April.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it was, it, it was expected that they were going to win this game, but like, um, but Donovich had uh, 25. Yeah. Conley had 22. Ingles, Clarkson, and Rudy Gay were also in, all in double digit, double digit positive plus minus. So they had impact, even though it's not statistically shown, but they had a good impact on the court. Uh, Donald Mitchell, he had a 30 point, uh, a 30 point game, but he was very bad from the field. Yeah. The, the, the free throw line kind of helped him out there.
1: Yeah.
0: So yeah. But yeah. So um, interesting.
2: Yeah. So definitely a full slate of uh Christmas day games. Uh, unfortunately, as we alluded to a lot of the players were out due to COVID protocol. So let's just spend a moment there. Maybe talking about what's going on in the league today, you know, I've seen several memes of just all these players coming back on 10 day contracts. Uh, what's, what's it called? Like uh, the, the, the desperation. Hardship. Con- hardship, hardship. Contracts. hardship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and stars wanting back in, uh, you know, old, 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 old school basketball players just trying to get back in the league because there's just not enough bodies to fill a t- you know a 15-man roster right now. So what's your guys' take on the NBA's handling of the COVID protocols and also the other alpha in the room is Kyrie Irving?
0: So yeah, over 100 players are out on COVID protocol right now, which is it's, it's, it's excessive. It's a lot, but uh, you know, got to be safe in these situations. <laughs> Uh, nine games have been postponed, so including a Pistons game, a Pistons-Chicago, uh, eight other games have been p- postponed, and there are four coaches in COVID protocol. So it, it's, it's, it's hitting. I mean, it's not that this should be something that's ignored. Maybe it's uh, a little too much, but I think it's better to be safe than sorry, uh, just because there are a lot of uh, – basketball's a national sport, and it's all across the nation, and you know we live in the North and the Midwest where people are more serious about COVID – but it's not everywhere across the uh, nation. There are some players that are unvaccinated. There are some, um, you know, fan bases that are not so uh, receptive of the vaccine than us. So I think it's unless everyone is on the same page with these vaccines, I think what, the, what they're doing is all right. I think we should be as safe and as... Um, I don't like what they did recently where they reduced the, um, the time on COVID. But I think uh, they should be safe until they know everyone's vaccinated.
1: Yeah, I agree in an ideal world the league should have a vaccine mandate. I don't know if that'll ever happen because I think there would be an outcry, but I think a high percentage of them are vaccinated. I think I think they're blowing it a little out of proportion. Um statistically speaking, the Omicron variant is the most dominant one in the US, and over the last few weeks there have been a lot of positive uh, COVID cases, but the hospital hospitalizations have remained relatively stable. Uh, so I I think that an NBA player testing positive for COVID, it's more likely than not the Omicron variant. Like most of the time, they don't even get sick, and they're mainly interacting with their other players and coaches. Um, and if most of them are vaccinated anyway, it's it's a tough spot. Like you also have, you have to be safe, but I think. <sighs> It, it is tough I, I you can't just say like screw it everybody just play if you have covid but i think there needs to be a little bit of a less strict protocol here i don't know what it is but there needs to be one
0: yeah i get you it's just um like the players yes they they, they interact with their coaches they interact with players but the one thing they all like to do and we we all hear the stories about them they have like to go out and party in the va- yeah, visiting cities so if you're and that's, that's just a COVID hotspot for me or when I'm thinking about like, all right, now you're interacting with hundreds and thousands of people and um, you just don't know where things are going to lead. And if you're unvaccinated, there's an unvaccinated person. Uh, it could be a problem.
2: Maybe you take out the protocol in general. And when a player enters the stadium to play, they test right away outside in order to get into the stadium. If they test positive, they can't play that game. And the team has to figure out a solution in terms of their, their rotation three hours before tip off. But, but that way you're not, you're, you're letting everyone who might've been, you know, who saw someone or, or, or was out or whatever, like they still have a chance to play. And that way you're just really isolating it to those that have COVID.
0: Yeah. I, I, yeah,
1: yeah. Good thought.
0: Um, I think just because like we are as strong as our weakest link, there's some people that are just inevitably don't follow or aren't smart. And so, um,
2: I, I, like him structure.
0: For I like structure. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah you penalize them for it.
0: Um, but going okay, to Kyrie, so, yeah. Uh, let's let's quickly touch on Kyrie's point. So Kyrie, uh, because of the COVID hardship rules and everything, the Nets is severely depleted, and uh, so they had a firm stance on not letting Kyrie play in home games because of. One second,
1: he's. He, I don't think he can still play in home games based on New York. Uh, New York indoor uh, COVID laws. I'm pretty sure he can so. Yeah, he's
0: not allowed to play at home, but he's allowed now. They're allowing him to play in road games.
1: Yeah, which I don't know. What, what do you guys think about that? I think that's a, the worst idea a GM has ever had. I think that ruins team chemistry. I think that's showing favoritism to yep superstar locations. Yeah, who's not even following the rules and not being a team player. It's idiotic, and I think they should trade him. I have nothing to say on that because uh, Neil hit everything I
0: wanted to say. one time we agree on something wow oh my god yeah it's it's so dumb and i I don't know how much involvement steve nash has in this because i think steve nash is um you know fantastic and he he knows about team chemistry and everything um so I, i it's hard time for me to believe that steve nash is for this but uh he knows better than anyone else like team chemistry makes makes a team succeed and Kyrie is not gonna, like, they have to create a whole new offensive game plan, a whole new defensive game plan every time he plays. And uh, poor Patty Mills playing his heart out is gonna be yeah. reduced to the bench because Kyrie decides, oh, I wanna do everything on my rules. Kyrie won, Kyrie won, and it's sad. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, so- um, yeah, any other points on uh, COVID?
2: No, just I think you monitor the situation and and you do what the league's been doing. Just given how how responsive and progressive they've been about the whole situation, but we'll stay tuned. Um, I also was... urge
0: um, every anyone that's a New York Nets fan or New uh, Brooklyn Nets fan, boycott every single one of those games until Kyrie is banned again because this is ridiculous.
1: Yeah.
2: So our final topic of the day, given that we're halfway through the season. Um, we're just about halfway through the season. We want to take a pulse on the awards race in the NBA and who we think our top contenders are right now. So, Neil, I'll start with you. Why don't you run us through your list of who you think – who you have for MVP right now, Defensive Player of the Year, uh, Rookie of the Year, and Sixth Man?
1: Okay. Um, MVP, I will still put Curry at the top. Um, Defensive player, I hate to say it, uh, probably Draymond. Um, yeah, I like really can't. I mean, I think Gobert is doing his thing, but Draymond's kind of outshining him a little bit this year. Um, improved some uh, bridges. I think Wells Bridges is, although I haven't really heard much from him recently, but I think Mikhail Bridges? No, no, no. Uh, Miles, parties, Miles
0: mile bruisers. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. Two parties in a row. Uh, what else is there? What am I missing? Six man, six I'm gonna man, go, rookie. I'm gonna go with Tyler Hero for six man. Yes, uh, and rookie. Ugh. I mean, I would love to say Cade, but probably Mobley. What coach of the year? Ooh, uh, who's the Cavs coach? J.B. Bickerstaff.
2: Yeah, if the Cavs finish out the season like they do, you should get it.
1: Am I missing someone, or is that just a random pick? There is also a, a, the Chicago coach, Billy Donovan. There's oh. Steve Kerr. There's Steve Nash. Uh, Steve. There's Monty Williams. I think Donovan or the Cavs coach, for sure. Uh, Eric Spolstra is always a good take. That's a good take, yeah. yeah. Spolstra, Spolstra should be on the list. I don't know. I don't think it was definitive coach of the year yet, but okay. one of those three or four. Why not? Like you want to roll through yours?
2: Yeah, sure. I'll roll through mine. So uh, MVP. I also got to go with Steph. Um, incredible season, both offensively and defensively. Um, what what we, we were talking about this earlier, but his defensive rating, I think, is very unique to his it's, position. I think that's it's very, skewed. Right? It's yeah. very
1: skewed. It's very skewed. It's skewed. But yeah. All
2: right. So then, I, I'm not saying he's okay. I'm not saying he is the defensive player of the year, but there is a strong. There's a strong sentiment that he is a better defender than people may think um, on the oh, surface. Uh, okay, so for defensive player of the year, I'm going to go with whoever I'm interchangeable between Gobert and Draymond Green, depending on who finishes out with the better record,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, which likely will be the Warriors. Uh, and then for most improved, uh, I like I like uh, Miles Bridges as well for that role, although I think Darius Garland deserves some credit as well. Um, and then for sixth man. I like Tyler Hero. Um, what he's doing has been really impressive off the bench for Miami, and Miami has been really strong this year. In terms of some of the other names out there, Kelly Oubre, uh, Montrez Harrell, uh, Hal Burton or Ishreder, Um, I don't know how I feel about those names. I feel like Tyler Hero uh, get, gets, my, gets my vote for that one. Um, and then Rookie, I think it's going to go to Evan Mobley. Uh, and then Coach of the Year. I would go with probably
1: the Cavs coach as well. Maybe Bickerstaff? I think so. Okay. I would probably maybe – I don't know if he's actually having a good season, but he usually does. Jordan Clarkson for six men because he won it last year too. I think there's always apathy, right? Yeah. But – voter
2: apathy. But, um, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. All
1: right.
2: I, what do you think of the Bulls though? Maybe maybe the Bulls, Chicago Bulls Billy uh, Donovan. coach? Yeah, Billy Donovan, Donovan
1: deserves some
0: credit too, yeah he's my he's my uh vote so i have I, I went through like a top five and i had billy donovan is one kerr is two nash is three Bickerstaff is four and monty at five spolstra at six spolstra is six yes i didn't i didn't go to six but like yeah. spolstra because he's just so, like, Spolstra's is always good yeah i don't know like i feel bad because he's always good like i don't know what makes him especially good yeah you know what i mean uh, I'll quickly rank off. So like, yes, Steph Curry, the, the common man and the common NBA fan with them at number one. I, I still have him at number one just because I gotta be realistic. And I think like the, the writer is going to vote him at number one. I think Giannis should be number one. I honestly think Giannis should be the, the MVP. Uh, it's not just about offense, but it's about defense. He has um, the second best efficiency, fifth best win shares, third best value over replacements uh, the Bucks are nothing without him. He's shooting at 53%, even though he added a three point game. Uh he's averaging 27, uh 11 and six. The guy's great. Um and I, I honestly, if you, if you're looking at value for a play for a team, Giannis is everything to Milwaukee. And therefore, he gets my vote. Um KD is third, Jokic is four, and Trey Young is my fifth. Uh, but I think Giannis is my guy. Um, no, I don't think I think we're all in consensus on defensive player of the year, Draymond. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I have I have uh, Evan Mobley in there and uh, Jared Allen because the Cavs defense is just, the third good. best. Yeah. Um, but uh, Draymond's my guy. Uh, my most improved player, I'll agree with Miles Bridges. Although uh, I think John Morant deserves some consideration moving that team from tenth to fourth, uh, and Alex Caruso um, because that guy is leading the league in steals. He is a better I'd say a facilitator than Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball is a better shooter, but. As a facilitator, Alex Peruso kind of takes the cake on that one. His, um, his
2: offense has really improved, I will, I will say. Yeah.
0: Offense has improved. And, and it's not just like, you know, they actually build sets around him now. It's not just him kind of uh, going off for LeBron's crumbs. He's actually doing stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I also want to give some applause to DeJounte Murray. Uh, yeah. Of, I remember we talked about yeah. the Spurs being one of those backwards teams where they're expected to win, but they're not. Okay. Uh, you can give a lot of credit to DeJounte Murray for having being pretty good um no arguments on rookie of the year evan mobley um cade's my number two but it's evan mobley um six man again i agree with you tyler hero jack Harlow should be very proud of that but alex caruso and joe ingles are there for me um alex caruso and like joe like ingles that. should both be yeah, yeah. yeah the guys just facilitates i mean conley's great as a, as a point guard great pure point guard but when he's out joe ingles is the guy yeah
2: um, I, I very, love Chicago this year. Actually, it, what they're doing is is pretty impressive,
1: and they're super entertaining.
0: They are, it be, and it would be I cool I like the them. That them.
1: Hmm? Huh? It would be cool to see them make it, make it, make a run. I don't know. Yeah, it, it, the, the Detroit part
0: of me just hates it because Detroit and Chicago wow. hate each other, uh, and the Jordan days still sting. But it, as as a person living in Chicago, can't can't really hate that. Uh, and yeah, speaking of Chicago, Billy Donovan is my uh, yeah. my vote for coach of the year. So no love for Jokic anywhere. Jokic, I uh, I have him at at third for my, or fourth for my MVP voting. And I have him like in the sixth category for um, Defensive Player of the Year.
2: He has the highest uh, player efficiency in the league right now.
0: He does, but you got to look at like, yes, statistics are great. Um, And you know me, I love statistics, but you got to look at the record in the end. Yeah, And that team is strong. It's not his fault. It really isn't his fault uh, because everyone's injured. And that guy's just single-handedly carrying a team. But yeah. when he did it last year, they at least were like third and fourth in the league. Now they're, what are they? Not great.
1: They're like um, mid-tier
0: right now. Yeah, mid-tier. So there's only so much he can do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, in, mm-hmm. in, if the if statistics were, if, if the MVP race and all these races were like, were like, um, you know, the playoffs and the big, uh, sorry, the, what was it called before? The BCS. You know how the BCS is a computer-generated system? Yeah. Yeah. If the MVP rankings were computer generated, yes, Jokic would be easily. He would yeah. win so fast. Yeah. Yeah. death would not even be in the running.
2: Anthony Davis is number five, by the way, on player efficiency, and like that's just that's terrible. It...
0: Oh, God. Yeah, that makes zero
2: sense. The guy shoots eighteen percent from three point range. Eighteen. Pass
0: the eye test. Yeah, gotta pass the eye test. Yeah. Pass pass eye test. Yep. Yeah. Um, Steph Curry. Before we leave, explain yourself. On this defense, Steph Curry thing.
2: He has the highest defensive rating. the hey, def- highest You got
1: to look at who he's guarding. Who is he guarding? Yeah.
2: Okay, he's not. Okay, he's not guarding the small forward. He's guarding whoever their point guard is.
1: He's not even guarding your point oh, guard. He's he guarding. Guard, yeah. The worst player yeah. in the rotation he, he, at the time. He is consistently put on the not like the not the not good offensive player on the opposing team. Who who guarded Kyrie Clay? Yeah. Most, that's for true. most of it.
0: That's yeah. true. So you you take that back.
1: How, I didn't say he was
2: Defensive Zucker. Player of the Year, man, but it's just impressive, okay?
0: That's such a skewed stat. I hate that stat because, yes, Steph Curry's averaging about, like, 1.2 steals a game, their best defensive rating. But who is he guarding? He's guarding absolutely no one. He's guarding... I'm I have Joe Johnson some, was playing on I'm the offense. I've seen some film and John- he
2: gets steals. That's all I'm saying, all right?
1: <laughs> You know who's the leader yeah. in blocks right now? Miles Turner. And Miles where Turner was he was in always, our? He's always a leader in blocks, but yeah. But he
0: wasn't even in our rankings for defensive player.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Unbelievable! Why not? Unbelievable! Steph <laughs> <Scott> Curry. <laughs> he's
1: uh, gonna buy. He's gonna buy a Warriors jersey soon. Uh, is he really? <laughs> no <I'm> kidding. <laughs> oh boy.
0: Anyway, that was our Christmas special on uh you know Harvard group chats. We're gonna be taking a little bit of a break um for the new year. We'll probably come back. But probably around the trade deadline. Is that January fifteenth-ish?
2: Yeah, we'll we'll be we'll be back, and we're gonna start. You know, expect to see some uh, guest features coming mm-hmm. on the show and uh, delivering their hot takes here.
0: Yeah, someone uh, at least we can get some better hot takes than Steph Curry being the defensive player Oh of the my year. god! That, hey, that is 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 something.
1: Live, not gonna live this one down. <laughs> no, no, no. It, that was.
2: <laughs> hey man, oh it's my. a it's a it's a players' league. The NBA fan base should follow players. <laughs> <laughs>
0: under under. that's another hot take there it's a team league man we're about the team the team the team the team Detroit Pistons always support them not not good
2: luck good luck to Michigan football this uh this upcoming
1: I'm so nervous but yes good luck I have
0: uh Georgia under Georgia's under some heavy
1: COVID protocols right now so we could we we could squeeze one out I,
0: I yeah we'll see (laughs) <laughs> I have I I bet uh, on that game so I have uh, Georgia under I have a parlay so a four uh, four leg parlay Georgia on the under Alabama on the under and Georgia Alabama rematch so gonna Alabama win me some money there
1: the under interesting
0: okay yeah because defense is good ish yeah. okay. they they they're uh, who's that defensive player on Alabama that should have been yeah yeah the, yeah um, I know
1: I know who you're talking about game. but anyway anyway
0: yeah good luck to Michigan we'll see. How oh, that goes. Uh, good luck to Michigan State, who's playing Pittsburgh in two days or three days. Good game. Um, it'll be good. Kenneth Walker is unfortunately not playing, but uh, I like to. I like to give a big thank you to Kenneth Walker for all he's done for our school. I uh, you were you were a great one, and uh, we're gonna miss you. And good luck in the NFL. Um, good luck to uh, Aiden Hutchinson as well, and who I think David Ojabo, who is the better player on that team, but. <laughs> That is uh, for obviously going
1: to the Lions, probably, but yeah. We'll see. No, he's
0: not. The Lions are actually winning now, unfortunately.
1: He's projected to go two.
0: Is he? Yeah. The Lions aren't even two, I don't think. I think it's still. Oh, no. Houston won. Houston won. Yeah. Okay. We have a shot. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, have a good holiday, guys. Have a good New Year. Happy I will New talk Year. to you. We years. will have a, uh, a group chat probably talking about our New Year's debauchery. I'm sure Neil is going to have some stories uh, <laughs> as he always does. All right. Yeah. But yes. Having good new years and uh yeah, we'll see you in the new year. See you in 2022. Bye guys. Bye. Bye.